see Tom Cruise. You better get What your... is going on, everyone? We are back with the Marvel pod slash. <laughs> Ralph just be talking. No, he ain't even. I'm this no, the... I said. I'm slash. This is the Pound and Slash Marvel Media Podcast. This is the Comic Corner. We're not here to talk about MCU stuff. We're here to talk about comics. No one gives a damn about fucking. What's his face? Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. I want you to get your best hype with, 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 when he shows up. Be like, I need for you to just yell that bitch. We're gonna be in the movie theater watching it. And you're gonna, you're, I cheered when Andrew Garfield showed up for Spider Man. When Tom, when when Tom Cruise shows up, you're gonna hear almost a collective audience go, ugh. And they do that. <laughs> I'm like, Everybody didn't get their the movie ticket revoked today. Just today. Nobody. <laughs> so this mm-hmm. is this is actually our 30th comic mm-hmm. episode. Yep. 30. 30 whole comic episodes, guys. That means we have read a lot of comics. Mm-hmm. A lot of comics. Still some way, ones, some way too many to go. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, we got an interesting lineup of comics. We got a couple of Journey into Mysteries. We got a Tales of Suspense. We got a Strange Tales. We've got Tales to Astonish, and we've got an Avengers. <laughs> Not necessarily in that order. That's nope. just off the top of the head what I remember. Off the dome. Um, this episode is going to be weird because all the issues I went into expecting to just be kind of okay mm-hmm. ended up being really good, and the ones that I expected to be really good just ended up being kind of okay. Yeah. It was... So almost bad, actually. It was odd. Except for one. One always holds true to form. Looking at you, Strange Tales. <laughs> we get that... exactly what we expect from you. Well, oh, yeah. Hopefully an end soon. Because you know what? When I hear Strange Tales, that's when I get hyped. I said, now, let's go! Strange Tales wasn't terrible. No. It, it just, just wasn't good either. It introduced a new villain that is just kind of okay. It's, right. Hopefully this villain eventually turns into something worth a damn. Right. Maybe he'll help Thanos or something. <laughs> or no, he'll help Mastermind. Um, <laughs> now nah, he'll be teamed up later on with somebody else stupid. It'll be him and fucking Puppet Master. That's not well, that is stupid because he keeps coming back. You done killed this man like 20 times. I think he's a clone. I, mean, just, I think Puppet Master is literally a fucking puppet now. <laughs> he's one of the Hydro Man clones. Right. Um. But yeah, yeah so we're going to go ahead and jump into this instead of sitting here talking shit about people. Um... So the very first thing we read, Journey into Mystery number 106, story A. This is called The Thunder God Strikes Back. Yeah. This issue was published July 1st, 1964, written by Stan Lee, penciled by Jack Kirby, inked by Sheik Stone, who inked most of these today. Yes. Uh, yeah, I noticed that. Sheik is all over there. Chick, whatever his name is. I'm going to call him Sheik. 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 Um, but yeah, he did a lot of them. Right. Here's at, least, all- at least for this... For this, they do like every comics in a month, right? So at least for these comics in a month, I, yes, that this person did majority of them. So yeah. Um. All right. So this issue gives us a quick recap of what happened in the last issue. Um. At which point Thor runs into the frantic cloud crowd and turns back into Doctor Donald Blake. Yep. Um. The cops show up outside. Cobra and Hyde search frantically for Thor. Um, and Don can't seem to get the machine open because he's trying to get into the machine to get to his his cane. Um, and he comes up with this idea and tells our villains that he already told them how to summon Thor. Right. Which he did in the last issue. 
And if they want to him to be if they want him to summon Thor again, they need to get his cane that has also somehow been eaten. Bro, up and I was machine. like, these these villains are not that stupid. And I said, yes, they are. <laughs> I was like, no. I would be like, no. We're gonna leave it in there. Nope. We're gonna get it. So Cobra then tries to get into the machine, wow. but can't reach the cane. Right. So Hyde destroys it to get to the cane. He gives the cane back to Don, who runs into the crowd and during the mix-up, stamps it, turns back into Thor. Thor overwhelms Cobra, who is pleading for Hyde's help. Hyde uses a high-powered pressure washer to blast Thor back. Thor sticks his hammer into the ground to keep from being able to be pushed back. He uses the lightning ability from the the hammer to shoot underground and go and hit Hyde. Um... Uh, the police get it also destroys the pressure washer right um, the police get in Thor and the police capture Cobra while Mr. Hyde turns back into his doctor form Dr. Yep, Zabo I w- yep I would yep, be, I'd be a bitch real quick hey I'm, I'm not nope who's Hyde Hyde <laughs> might be the smartest villain Thor has fought so far yes cause he's I'm gone he did hey he said fuck you as Thor leaves right. he's followed by Dr. Zabo exactly um, Thor finally ends up in the street alone Zabo turns back into Hyde Grabs a lamppost and sneak attacks Thor. Right. Um, Zabo knocks Thor's hammer from his hand, and Thor decides that if he can't beat Hyde within one minute without his hammer and only using his bare hands, he has no right to be Thor. That was cold, actually. The the clash, they end up clashing. Oh, yeah. Thor beats the dog, dog piss shit out, of him. out of him. Yeah. Beats him all to really hell. Really convenient. And then throws him to the police station. Hey, yo, and that one, I mean, they... Whatever they threw him. He would get your ass in there like, God, man. He then grabs his hammer. The itch of his life. Um, he <laughs> then later returns to the office, and Jane storms out mad. Yeah. Because... Remember, they still had a... Don sold Thor out. Right. Um, which she had heard on the radio. Right. And again, Donald Blake is alone, unable to have the one thing he really wants. Namor. Namor. <laughs> Namor's sexy. We all want Namor. Let them foot wings flutter upon my butthole. Right, because no. they both lonely motherfuckers. <laughs> they just need to get together. That's a ship. Anyways, <laughs> I actually gave this a five out of five. Yeah, no, it's five out of five, bro. This like, was one of the ones. Now this is the thing. Five five. This is the thing Marvel has done, and this is the first time they've. I feel actually succeeded. Marvel has this habit, they have this amazing issue that sets up a story, right. and then the issue that follows it, it's still, it's usually good, but it's not great. It's like, okay, it's a, it's a satisfying... you back Thor to a damn corner, or Don to a corner, man. It's a satisfying ending, usually, but it's never, like, this was like, this actually felt like a solid ending. I didn't know how ending. he was gonna get out of this shit. I'm like, oh, just talk to him. God. Outsmart the dumbass Outsmart villains. Outsmart the dumbass villains. Wow. We and we really don't get that a lot. Get that lot of Marvel. I mean, it happens, but not oftenly. It's outsmart nah. him. Hey, you want to open that side so you can summon the, like door? Yeah, let's break this bitch. What? Right. <laughs> that, like, that work? Okay, bet. Um. Now moving on. Journey into Mystery One Hundred Six B story. This is called Balder the Brave. Yep. This was published same as the earlier one. Um. Written by Stan Lee. Penciled by Jack Kirby. Inked by Vince Coletta. That's a new person. It is. Yeah, I've not heard that one. Odin summons Balder to ask why he left the battle, and Balder tells him he stopped to save a, bird, a baby bird that had fallen from its nest. I would have cast his ass out. So Odin, I, si- Odin sentences him to death. <laughs> oh, God. Odin don't play around. He's like, you walked out on the war, 
You don't get to live. Why not? Hey, every time I can, hey, I can just reread that every time. Death. Oh shit. The others. No the, fucks given. The other gods plead to Odin. Nah, don't plead. But Baldur's like, no, this is my punishment. I'll take it. He wants this to happen. He wants to get Braveheart. At the execution, Tyr is told to shoot an arrow. Yep. Against his will, he doesn't want to do this. He loves Balder. Everybody right. loves Balder. Everybody loves Balder, but I didn't think that. <laughs> um, he's he's forced to shoot Tyr with an arrow against yep. his will at Balder. And as he does, Balder doesn't move. He doesn't flinch. He stands there to take his punishment. Yep. But a hawk flies in and catches the arrow out of midair. I would have shot that hawk too. Like, bitch, hey. <laughs> then Honir, who is Odin's brother, yep. is told to throw his spear at Balder. As the spear is thrown, again, Balder doesn't flinch. He stands there ready to take his punishment right, like a die. man. Roots come up out of the ground and catch the spear. At which point, Odin tells Thor to grab his hammer. Yep. Come on, Thor. Come on. Get that hammer, Thor. Thor does. Thor doesn't want to doesn't want to hurt Balder. No, Balder's no, his none, best none friend. Of these people don't want to hurt him. Well, but Balder's his listen. best friend, though. Yeah, that's his best friend. That's right. And Thor grabs his hammer, yeah. and Balder stands again, unflinching, ready for it. As Thor is about to throw it, Odin grabs his hand and he says, stop. He says, I am the one that called for the hawk down to come and save save him the first time. I am the one that made the plant grow to stop the spear from hitting him. That's crazy. He's like, from this, he, he said, I did all of this to test Baldur's bravery. Right. How much were you willing to stand there and take the punishment which I was going to hand down to you? First of all, Odin's a goddamn savage. That, that's that's some savage shit, for, bro. I was I enjoy. I gave this a five. I gave Odin, it a five out of five. I don't know what you gave, but I gave five out of five. Odin said, "From this day forth, right. Balder shall be known as Balder the, the Invincible. No the harm will come to Balder. Right. Everyone better protect Balder. Right. He is it's your life. He is now third, probably behind uh, Thor and Heimdall mm-hmm. in terms of love." Loki, you just keep falling down that ladder, homie. Right, well, he's been in the cage this entire time. <laughs> he's been in the cage this entire time, bro. I actually gave it a four out of five. I gave it five five. I thought that was thought cold was as fuck. Good. First of all, Balder was like, I'm going to die. Balder was cold. Right. He's bro. like, it's almost like I didn't regret saving that bird's life. Go ahead. <laughs> Shoot me. Shoot me. Dude, hey, what, hey, what do you say, Predator? If you're really going to kill me for saving another living creature... Fuck it. <laughs> hey, and I like how he didn't even try to fight. Like, what you mean? Like, die. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was, somebody would you died. That's that. That's the place with death. Whoa. Wait a minute. Can I kill the bird? I would have, I put the bird out of its misery. <laughs> Where's the bird at? I just thought that was sad. It, that's, that almost gave, hey, yo. I mean, I know there's someone comes, he almost got MVP. Because <laughs> I was like, I was testing you. Bitch, what? <laughs> you tested him now too? Oh, okay. Like you tested um, like you tested Heim on the last one. You just tested everybody. Why can't you test Thor to go sleep with uh, D- uh Betty? I forgot that I'm supposed to be raking, raking these all these as I go. <laughs> Give me a moment, guys. I gotta push all the buttons. All right, that was the first, first one. Was I gave a five. five. The other was four out of five, and I gave five Red. out of five. All right, go back. And oh then... shit. B story. Yeah, you gave it a four. What's your... It was a four. So why'd you give it a four? Is what I'm asking. Just... It was too short. I'd have loved it. Oh, to... okay, because, man. And most of the small stories, unless they just do something completely off the wall. And I thought it was pages. I thought it was something off the wall. Cause I was like, first of all, I thought Odin had a soul. He said, nah, G. He said, nah, fam. Hey, 
Hey, I, you see what I did to Loki? I choked the shit out of <laughs> I choked the shit out of Loki. I, I don't give a fuck about I That's still my favorite Odin moment. Mother! Why you little... I get Homer in my head every time I think of that part. Alright. Just choked the shit out of him. That's why Loki got those scars in his face. He in a cage now. I can't get out. The next, uh, the next one, Journey into Mystery number 107, oh, A Story. This is called When the Grey Gargoyle Strikes. Oh, fuck, man. This was published August 1st, 1964, written by Stan Lee, penciled by Jack Kirby, inked by Cheek Stone. Yep. All right, so Thor is brooding everything over everything from the last issue and turns into Thor. But as he does so, Jane walks in and Thor pretends he's looking for the man who he heard betrayed him. Damn. I would have been like, oh, you just now... <laughs> No. Jane asks him to spare Don's life because she loves him, Aww. and Thor says okay, right. and he takes off. Thor flies around, thrilled. Right. The the woman he loves loves him in yeah. return. Right. And meanwhile, while this happens, there's a guy on an airplane that sees him flying around, um, and he's come halfway around the world to confront Thor. As he departs the plane. The steward goes into the plane and sees that everyone sitting in the plane has been turned into stone. Wow. Um, and the guy catches a cab. We get a flashback of Paul Duvall, a scientist working on science things. And he accidentally pours this mixture of what he's made onto his hand. When he does, it turns to stone, and then he touches his other hand, which then also turns to stone. He's got the uh, that touch, right? And he does the thing where he like puts his hands in his over his face, and it turns his face into stone. You would think after um, touching my hand that I probably shouldn't touch my face, but right. I guess I'm dumb villain 101 here. Um, he starts to freak out a little of bit, course. but then he goes on to test his powers, and eventually, after testing his powers and realizes what he's able to do... He starts using his powers to rob stores and banks in their area. Hey yo, hey 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 hey, hey June, you know you know you know you pay me no money for for that rent, right? Well, get turned to stone, bitch. Well, <laughs> he decided that he's bored enough robbing places that you know what? I'm gonna come and try and take Thor's immortality. That's what I want. I want to live forever. You know what? I I don't I don't blame the man. I mean, he didn't rob people left and right here. I don't blame right. him. He turns the cab driver into stone and then dips. Damn. <laughs> The guy's like, yeah, that'll be like $6. And he's like... Yeah, and $6 these nuts. Right. Fuck off. I'm out. He didn't even... He Medusa shit, bro. Medusa actually love this person. He said, goodbye. Okay. So... I have a family here. <laughs> Thor, Thor hears a radio call about the stone figures and flies to the cab stone driver figures. and asks that as an Avenger, can he take him to Dr. Donald Blake to study him? Cop right. says, okay. He gets him back to his office... Turns back into Don. He examines the stone cab driver. Meanwhile, Paul changes into the gray gargoyle. Right. Gargoyle, which he has this whole costume that he wears. It looks right. actually pretty dope. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. I give, I give that. That's decent. Mm. Um, gargoyle reaches Blake's office and shows Blake how his powers work. Yeah. By turning something like he takes, he takes like a paper airplane, turns it into stone, and then throws it, and it sticks into the wall beside Blake's head. You gotta do some cool shit. Um, Blake runs to the roof. Turns into Thor. As Gargoyle gets up to the top, he confronts Gargoyle, and Gargoyle's like, I want your hammer. Yeah, he wants the hammer. Thor breaks the ledge that the Gargoyle is on, and Gargoyle lands on the ground and takes off running. Thor chases after him. Gargoyle blows up the gas station yep. to knock Thor down. When Gargoyle tries to pick up the hammer, he can't. Yeah, he's not worth it. 
Um, Thor goes to take the hammer from him, which gets him just close enough for the gargoyle to touch him. Right. Gargoyle turns him into stone, and that's when the police show up, and the police chase him off. When this happens, though, Thor's statue falls over, which causes his hammer to hit the ground, turning him back into Donald Blake, because he's still holding on to it, and you know how he uses the hammer. I feel like it's each issue, I feel like they're just... I feel like, like he just gets lucky. Right, right. And like, I, like, eventually that luck's gonna run out. I feel like, like it, every time they, they like, or like, Stanley writes this script, it's like... You know you're getting lucky so eventually it's like Thor is going to be like, like he, he shouldn't be the mighty Thor. He should be the lucky Thor. Right, the lucky Thor. Because goddamn how, Sway, how, Sway. What is this? All right, so as Donald, though, he's not he's not stunned. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Donald gets a machine that is made by Stark and attaches it to a motorcycle hey. that shows an image of Thor, like basically flying or running or whatever. Um, yeah, making it look like he's flying and running in front of the motorcycle. Right. Um, Don attaches it to the motorcycle, drives off, the gargoyle sees it, and Don leads gargoyle through the streets, because gargoyle's like, how did he get out of my spell so quickly? Right. Um, but A gust he, of wind? But he thinks he's chasing <laughs> after the real Thor. Right. Uh, Don uses the image to make the gargoyle think that the hammer is being thrown at him, and when he does this, oh. the hammer goes through him. Right. And that's when he realized something is up. Listen, man, we got two smart villains here. Because really, I like Hyde, and this one, this one's slightly smart too. Huh? Gargoyle sees Don and realizes what is going on and chases after Donald Blake. Donald Blake leads him into the Hudson River. The problem, though, is the gargoyle is made of stone, so he sinks. He sinks and sinks, and Blake swims to a ladder and gets out. He turns to Thor and visits Jane, who says that she's extremely proud of Donald Blake because he helped save the city. Right. Even though you like him that he betrayed him. I gave it a five out of five. I think I gave this one a four. It was cool. I liked it. It was a little slow pace, but I liked it. I love what they're doing with Thor right now. Right. Um, no, I do like what they were going and with this. If you guys look at if you guys looked at the thumbnail or you guys go back and look again, this is issue one oh seven. Yep. You're starting to notice, if you remember the earlier issues of Journey into Mystery, the words Journey into Mystery were huge across the page. Right. And it would say, like, Thor battles whoever in, like, a little picture off to the yeah, side. Yeah, like he'll battle, like, the Hercules but, or something. Yep. But now, Journey into the Mystery is written in small print up across the top and in huge print. It says The Mighty, Mighty Thor. Thor. Because that's so what it should be really start turning into. They're, they're starting to transition, transition into, into the, the Thor, Thor comics. Right, Thor comics. And the reason I say this, it's still not going to happen anytime super soon, as far as our podcasts go. Right. But <laughs> right. we do know eventually it does fully turn into the Mighty Thor comics, even to the point where the very first issue of the Mighty Thor is issue like 160 right, something or something Right, because I think we like talked that. about this. Cause I was like, are they going to start like issue 1, 2, 5, yeah. 9? Like, it's, no, they're going to probably start like literally at 1 something. They start off pretty much right where Journey leads right, off. Right, Journey leads off. Because that mean, it makes more sense for that to happen. So, yeah. Um, story B for the same issue was written by Stan Lee, penciled by Jack Kirby, also inked by Vince Coletta. Vince Coletta. Uh, All right, Loves the Balder stories, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is called Balder Must Die. <laughs> is Odin... <laughs> Loki Loki is watching Balder, jealous of him, and oh. now being Odin's number three favorite. Damn, I'm sorry. Um, Loki visits the Norn Queen and demands that she help him, even though she doesn't want to. She tells him mistletoe is what can hurt Balder. Mm. And we read that in... Um... 
in the other one. Right. Mm -hmm. So, Loki has a troll make a blowgun and darts out of mistletoe. Damn. (laughs) Hey, yo, Loki, hey, hey, why am I in this? Hold up. Everybody in this whole goddamn, like, Thor thing is savage, bro. Loki Loki goes to Baldur's training. Baldur's training. Hey, why so extreme? Why can't you just give a mistletoe? Nah, we're going to make a gun out of this bitch. All right, Loki. Well, so Baldur's Mm -hmm. training... And he falls over. When he falls over, Loki decides it is time to strike. Oh, hell yeah! So as he's about to use the blowgun, it bursts into flames in his hands. And the Norn Queen pops up with an image of herself to Loki and says, I, with everyone else in Asgard, has vowed to protect Baldur. You will not harm him. First of all, she's a savage too. I don't know. Hey, first of all, where, where were you... Where were you in the last issue, Loki? Like, did you not Loki. see that that they all said we would protect Boulder with our lives? So that was a stupid mistake, sir. You need to go Loki. find like a troll or something. Loki says he'll get her soon, and then <laughs> Balder just keeps being his happy self, and that's how it is. I gave this one a four out of five. Five out of five. Hey yo, I'm starting to like these. Hey, but yo. if they keep up this pace, I'm gonna enjoy these past moments oh my of, God. of Asgard just as Loki much. Because Loki thought he was slick. Hey. That's what I knew. The queen almost became my MVP. Like, hey, yo, always want to be MVP here. I will not hurt. Oh, I'll get you, bitch. And then I said, okay, Loki's my MVP now. Because Loki said, what? Right. <laughs> I'm glorious purpose. You know, I'll, kill, I'll end your life, woman. Don't play me. He's going to pop up like a, like, like, like a whisper in the wind. Yeah, I'm back. All right. <laughs> Tales to Astonish, number 58. Oh, shit, man. A story. This is called The Coming of Colossus. Uh, not to be confused with Colossus the X-Men. It's a different no. Colossus. Yep. Um, this was published August 1st, 1964. Written by Stan Lee. Penciled by Dick, Dick Ayers. Bro, when I saw the title, I was like, this is plagiarized. And I said, oh, wait, this is Marvel. Never mind. And inked <laughs> by Paul Reitman. Paul Reitman. There it is. Henry is trying to be able to grow using just his mind. And Jan is also in the process of redesigning her costume. Both of them happens to succeed at what they're trying to accomplish. At which point, Captain America shows up and he's like, Yo, giant man, there's some shit going down in Africa. Guy named Colossus, he's this giant, he lives on this giant hill. He can't get down, but he's demanding that everyone do his bidding. They do. Um, But now he's demanding that they need a human sacrifice. Like, the rest of the Avengers are busy doing stuff over here. Do you mind going and checking this out? I like and Nick's expression is so like spot on because that's literally what kept the cat with a hey yo, fuck all this other shit. I'm doing science, I don't give a fuck. We got this he's big like, ass looking motherfucker. He's like, yo, you're doing great things. But Beyonce had the hottest album of the year. Sorry. He did Kaye was. I'm sorry, bro, you're pretty Taylor. Beyonce had a oh, okay like you do know I'm trying to like make things happen I don't I don't give a shit dude <laughs> if you don't if you don't do this I'm in you I'm gonna hit you with my shield motherfucker help me <laughs> and why can't you get the Avengers they do they do the Avengers shit they can't help me he right. came in like a bitch bro I never seen Cap so like just remember we see Cap like he ready to fight he came like yo hey help me please. You're giant, man. You fight this big thing. That's that's giant. That's racist to giant people, bro. You know I can shrink too, right? <laughs> I shrink as well. I shrink. It's just ice cold water. All right. Giant man and wasp. So. Gi- giant man and wasp are on the way. I, I guess so. 
Um, <laughs> as they fly by Colossus, he grabs the paint, the plane, oh, and then throws it. And as it's starting, <laughs> this is how I literally have this. Oh right now. God! First of all, Colossus. as it's spiraling out of uh, out of control, Ejecto Cedo, cuz. Thank you, Fast and the Furious Two. Right, hey, that's Ejecto. <laughs> that's where Ejecto Cedo, cuz. Uh, yeah, so, it's so stupid. So it's they, so stupid. I fucks with it though. They it's fly so, out. It's so, this series is. This, this became the one I, I think I hated. I didn't like the least. It's so stupid. But I fucking A, I don't care. Upon <laughs> upon landing, our heroes shrink. Apparently, Henry can make Jan shrink just by thinking as well. That's a little controlling, but <laughs> it, at the very least, kind of does describe who he is as a person. And we now see why he's a dick to her later on oh, in life. God. I don't know I why. Control you, bitch. Damn. I don't know why she didn't see the signs. <laughs> But, you know. I saw the spice. Because <laughs> she's in love with him. Remember, she told the story, and he's like, "What?" <laughs> right. So they start climbing the giant hill to get up to, to Colossus. Ant Man shows off this new grappling hook that he made. They get to the top pretty quickly. Ant Man tells Wasp a plan, and then he grows into Giant Man and talks shit to Colossus. Right. Wasp stings Colossus's big toe. Ow, my toe. And then Giant Man whiffs on his punch. He goes to punch and misses. Um, and then gets pinned down by Colossus. You picked the worst, the worst ones to come at this shit. She got the X Men, right? Wasp grapples up to the Colossus's nose and stings him, and Giant Man shrinks uh, and then grows as and then grows as tall as Colossus, but gets extremely tired from it because he he can't control like his body just gives out. Damn. Because um, Colossus is like 30 foot tall, whereas right. Giant Man in his maximum height to be able to be productive is 12. 12. So. So he's like. <laughs> right. He's got uh, his chest. The natives gather to watch the fight. Giant Man tells the wasp to tickle his ear. And oh, okay, that was getting real kicky. And then he shrinks back down to 12 feet while she does this. Um, he ends up dropping the tree that he was going to hit Giant Man with. Giant Man shrinks again. Right. Um. And then f- goes back into Giant Man, flips Colossus over. However, Wasp ends up falling out, and Hank has to take a moment to catch her because she's so high up, she's getting altitude right. tired. Um, he catches her, which gets him caught, and he gets picked up. Right. But instead of taking him over to throw him off the edge, he walks him over to a spaceship that he has parked there. Right. Because it turns out he's an alien, which, you know, the, antlers, <laughs> the little antenna didn't give it away. Oh, man. We, we went back to the alien story. We, we go back to the alien story. I thought we, I thought we did better, Marvel. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so he takes him over to a spaceship. Right. Wasp ends up stinging him. Giant Man shrinks down to Ant-Man again, which this causes Colossus to freak out. Right, because he's, he's not used to seeing shit like Because that. he's like, yo, this shit ain't right. He right. jumps in his ship, leaves, calls this planet, and is like, hey, don't come to Earth. These motherfuckers are crazy. They just disappearing, reappearing. <laughs> like, they're stronger than us. Don't oh, come man. back out here. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Fuck the Earth. I'm coming home. They got so Jim. <laughs> That's it, bro. Hey, it's um, it. hey, we gotta go. Tell everybody we can't come back here no more. So Giant Man and Wasp go back home themselves. Of course. And however, atop this hill, there is now apparently a giant idolic statue of Ant-Man, or Giant Man, on top of this hill to represent how Giant Man came and beat the Gianter Man. Man. Um, I actually did give the story a 4 out of 5. I actually enjoyed reading it. I gave, I gave like a 3 out of 5. It was, it was um, okay. The one because well, I always want to say that because Cap showed up, just like hey, hey, 
I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> Hey, can't be awesome. Hey, can't. Hey, savage. Hey, everybody in so far. Everybody in here has been savage, from Odin to the Queen to Loki Bruh. to the. Oh, I'm shaking the camera. It's not even the camera. The mic's right here. Oh my god. They just heard thunk, 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 thunk. Anyways, they're gonna be like, "What's that noise?" A big man's hands. <laughs> that was a party. All right. So, Tales to Astonish number fifty-eight, story B. This is called the Magician and the Maiden. Hey. Um, this was written by Stan Lee, penciled and inked by Larry, Mr. Lieber. Larry Lieber. Mr. Lieber. Oh, All right. Jan is admiring her wall of pictures of villains that they've defeated, because that's not a weird thing to have. Yeah, that's a... Like, every time we beat somebody, hanging them right up here so I could be like, yo. What are you, Yo, predator? Look at this bitch. <laughs> you got, you got, a, you got their spines. I beat this um, guy. She then hears a commercial about a wasp-themed clothing... Right. Uh, Show off thing, whatever. Yeah, it was like a like a like a paid commercial program, something. Uh, it's it's something happening at like the mall or hardware right. store or whatever. Um, and, but she wants to go see all these people's costumes that make to look like her. Right, cosplay. Um, Hank also overhears the same broadcast and stops to signal the ants to send Jan a message to stay in the lab. Oh no, she heard the commercial, right? But then here's a broadcast about. Um, it was um. Who's the villain in this one again? Oh, the magician. Right, I'm about to say, hold up. G, I can't it's, remember. It's one of Strange Tales' favorite enemies. Um, if it's no, no, no. Enemy. This was Ant-Man and Wasp. Oh, I forgot. Right. I, I keep thinking, right, I think of the, you're the thinking, remaster. Yeah, you're thinking of the remaster. They all have the same name. Damn it. <laughs> or the wizard. The wizard. Right. Or the wizard. Goddamn. So, the magician. That was a the. Yeah. The, the, the magician has also escaped prison. <laughs> Uh, but she doesn't care. She wants to go look at these clothing. Right, lines. you think like, you would kind of keep um, eye on them, but no, I want to see what this cosplay looks like. Hank overhears this, calls up the house, and is like, yo, Jan, stay in the lab till I get there. And Jan's gone. Magician's out. And she's like, okay. She hangs up, and then she's like, <laughs> and this ain't even a phone. Actually, it was, it was actually a carrier ant pigeon thing. Right. Uh, uh, the right. ants. He called the ants. The ants told her. Um, and then she's like, all right, that's cool. I'm going anyways. Fuck you. Right, like, within so the leaves. same? This is why they get up. That's why I think they get to a physical relationship. Because in the same breath, she's like, I'm leaving. Whoa, you did not pay attention. Like, right. whatsoever. Okay. Uh, Jan marvels at all the wasp inspired clothes. Oh. She's like, hey, you know, this is so great. I'm usually not in, but she's all costumed up and shit, right? Of course. Um, at which point, the magician's hiding there, knowing that her vain self is somewhere here watching all this shit go on. <laughs> so he locks the doors. Oh, yeah. And he sends his wand out into the crowd to find her. Turn and it does. The lights. So, Jan takes off her coat, and she's like, all right, motherfucker. Right, hey, she was ready for it, I guess. She, she shrinks. Yeah, yeah. And the magician's like, uh, as she goes to do things to the magician, the magician seems to block her moves extremely easily. Right. Um, he ends up dumping powder on her wings, which makes them too heavy for her yeah. to fly. But if she, st- you know, if she positions her wings just right, she can still glide. She just can't move them she to actually fly. Like so, she glides over um, to an escalator. Right. And as she's going up the escalator, the magician chases her and attacks. She dodges and shoots her stinger at his cape, which gets his cape caught in the escalator steps so he can't get himself out. Right. Um, she then controls controls a nearby robot toy that she has grab a couple of jump ropes, ties up the magician so that he can't move. Uh-huh. Um, the cops then come in and arrest him. Jan goes home. Hank arrives and doesn't even know that she captured him. He's just happy to see that she's safe. He didn't even know that she went out. Right. 
Um, and she's decided she's not going to tell him yet because he's all hugging on her and being like, right. I'm so happy you're okay. You. And she's like, you. I'll take this while I can get it. Right, 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 right. I'm not going to ignore you like in the most couple of issues. Like, I, mm. But what you don't see is the black eye he probably gives her for... Uh, anyway, I, I did <laughs> I did give this a four out of four five, five as well. <laughs> I get Tina Turner. Bam! <laughs> this is honestly the best Wasp story we've gotten so right. far. Because he snuck out, did not care, and whooped the hell out of a villain. That's cool. Didn't tell no damn stories to no kids. She's like, I don't give a fuck what you got to say. I'll do what I want. Right. And that's why she has three black eyes now. She, yeah, it's not one. She had two of them. She got three. She might have a third black eye somewhere. All right. <laughs> this next one is Tales of Suspense number 56. Yep. A story. This is The Uncanny Unicorn. Published August 10th, that 1964. Title. Written by Stan Lee. Penciled and inked by Don Heck. Iron Man is throwing a temper tantrum because he's tired of living on borrowed time. Not being able to be a normal person, not being able to be with the woman that he wants to be with. Right. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to be Iron Man anymore. This, By the way, this, this story is not so much important here as it is later on down the line. Right. We'll get there. Um, he changes into Tony and tells Pepper to give him, get him his black book. He's going to go out on a date. Yep. Um, Pepper's kind of pissed because she's like, I mean, I'm here, but you know, here you go, motherfucker. <laughs> right. I um, guess you want more kitty. I want more kitty. Give me more. The phone rings, and it's the Avengers. And Tony tells her to tell them that he sent Iron Man on vacation. Right, he told him to fuck off, actually. He said, get the fuck off. And they're like, but yo, the unicorn, he's attacking. I don't give a shit. Um, and now, as fate would have it, though, the unicorn is actually breaking into one of Tony's munitions labs. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Um, however, when this happens, he's on a date with Pamela, whoever Pamela is. Pamela is going to be starts to, He starts to call her Pepper, but stops himself. Ooh, he was getting close. I was like, oh, dear. He said he'll get fucked about you. <laughs> hey, Tony would have got savage, too. Got, hey, Pe- oh, you're not Pepper. No. As as the unicorn tears through the room of the building that he's in, Happy attacks him, but is thrown for his troubles. Oh, Pepper tries Pepper. to call the cops, but the lines are down, and Unicorn is about to blast Happy with his horn of power. <laughs> That's not funny. That just sounds kind of fucked um, up. Unicorn, Bye, unicorn blasts Happy yep, and, then, and then kidnaps Pepper. Oh, yeah, we kidnapping this bitch. Um, somebody finally gets a hold of Tony and he leaves his date pretty much. He doesn't even, he's, he's like, I gotta go. And, and then she's like, what about me? You're not Pepper. <laughs> so, Tony visits the hospital and is told that his money is no longer able to help because at this point it's just hoping, like, they, they've done all that they can. Right, he got blasted. And they hope he survives this. I thought, I thought, bro, I was like, well, happy disco. Uh, I guess you never really made it past the, what, the 70s? Because you didn't make it past the 70s, happy. <laughs> Meanwhile, we actually find out who the unicorn really is, which he is a Russian. And his suit was made by uh, the Crimson Dynamo before Dynamo defected to be with the U.S. Which, that's crazy. Nice retcon. Right? So, <laughs> we, also, we also get a demonstration of all his powers. And he can do a lot. He can blast things. He can lift things. He can redirect missiles. He can create a force field. Yep. All with this one little horn that's on the front of his that's fucking. That's crazy, crazy. Force field. Okay. Um, and uh, I don't even remember. Okay. Tony suits up, finds the house that the unicorn is hiding in, which I, unicorn was not hiding. He he was waiting for Tony to get right, there. Right. He was waiting. Right. He was wide open. Um, at which point Iron Man attacks, knocks unicorn down, tells Pepper that she's got to get out. So he grabs her. Takes her back to his factory. Unicorn follows him. Unicorn sneakily places a time bomb somewhere within the building. 
and tells Iron Man that if he wants to be safe, he has to surrender to the Russians. Iron Man says, fuck off. No, right. And he's, attacks. He's not doing that. As the battle goes back and forth, Iron Man finally gives in because Unicorn is currently, power-wise, his equal. Um, there's this yeah. time bomb somewhere in this building. Everyone's in danger, and he feels like he has to give himself in in order to... He says, he says I will go on your plane. Right. So, once on the plane, Iron Man then says, Yeah, I agreed to get on the plane, but I didn't say I was going to stick around. Um, he dives Savage. Out, hey, yo. He dives out the window. Out the window. And not only does he dive out the window, he is pissed. Right, he's pissed Because off. of everything that's happened. And he rips the plane apart like paper. He just starts ripping off the wings. Yeah. He, he just, gives no fuck. Like it's, like it's a Christmas present. Just ripping off of like all of it. Um, everyone bails. Oh yeah, he gotta go. But everyone has parachutes. Of course. Um, at which point Tony meets up with Pepper. Um, the Reds are arrested. However, the Unicorn was not with them, so we'll see him again at some point. And Tony meets up with Pepper and says that, and she says that she got a call that Happy's okay, and but she seems to be super excited about this, which kind of. We get Tony, uh, an inner monologue of Tony kind of being jealous, like, I really like her, but again, he's Iron Man. He doesn't want to put her life in danger. Right. Um, and then, then I assume Kate gets her, oh, Happy's alive! And then that that, that done it, too, so his mind's going through a rush right now. But. Right. I gave this one a five. Another yeah, five. solid story. Solid one. And like I said, all these ones that I thought were just going to be okay ended Ass up being really good. fucking good. Like, hey, I... I never said I was going to stay on your plane. Seth. Yeah, shots fired. Bye, bitch. Fuck this bitch out of my mouth. Mouth. Exactly. Out the back door. Story B is called The Watcher's Sacrifice. This was uh, written by Stan Lee, penciled by Larry Lieber, inked by G. Bell. Hey, G. Bell's back. Um, This is where things go downhill. All right, and I told, and I said it, and I said, yeah, and this was a prediction. I said, oh, The Watcher's Sacrifice. I think I said, oh, that's going to sound kind of, so Watcher watches a planet split and become two planets. Of course. Um, but far away, he feels a disturbance happening and travels and watches a defense. This def, these defenseless people have to defend themselves against people that are invading their area on some other planet that we have no clue where it is. Um, Watcher see or Watcher sees that they fight that the people that are defending themselves are fighting for their beautiful queen, and it's like love at first sight for him. He's like, oh my god. She right. is so beautiful. Right. Like, she is absolutely stunning. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> the defenders are doing well, so the invaders end up releasing these space monsters right. um, to attack them. And it causes them to all run home, at which point the invaders decide they're going to slay the queen, but the Watcher suddenly appears right in front of them. Right, he just like shows up. At which point they run away. They're like, "I don't know what the fuck you are, you big-headed, ugly bitch." <laughs> that's what. That's what the shit is saying. Like, ah, oh, big motherfucker, we gotta go. <laughs> um, <laughs> you see somebody just like, well, he got a big ass head. God, they, hey yo, we gotta go. Like, we gotta go now. Now. <laughs> the queen thanks him. Right. And the queen, probably thinking to herself. If his head is that big, I wonder how big his other head is. <laughs> she was like, yo. Can I rub the head? To- <laughs> Can I rub she the was head? Like, she was like, yo. You're my kind of man. You want to be my king? You're, I'll let you put a, <laughs> let you put a king in the 
And he's like, nah, bitch, you suck. <laughs> and he leaves. Now, he didn't actually say that, no. So, he, he does he does say some mean shit to her. Right, some savage um, mean shit to him. I'm like, damn. But he does it to keep her from falling for him because as whatever his race is, we call them watchers. We don't, they never said what their yeah, race they never really name said was. Yeah, they never said what his race was. But yeah. watchers are not allowed to get married. Right. It's against their rules. Um, but he's only allowed to watch, and he dips. And I gave this a two out of five. Yeah, I gave it a two. I wanted to give it a one so fucking bad. If it wasn't for him saying some savage little signs to this woman, it would have got a one out of five, bro. But he, he was like, yeah, you, you, you nothing. I'm like, damn. Shots fired. He was like, you, you sorry sack of shit. <laughs> All right. Next up is Avengers number seven. This is oh, called, he talked to me about this one. <laughs> this is called Their Darkest Hour. With a title like that, it should have been a good, uh, a good comic book issue. Written by Stanley, penciled by Jack Kirby, inked by Sheik. Sheik Stone. Sheik Stone. Um, so we start off with the Avengers voting to kick Iron Man out. Right, which that was for a week, not not permanently. They're like, you're banned from the Avenger work for a week because when we came to you about the unicorn, you was like, nah, bitch, I'm on vacation. Hey. And the fact that they actually did continuity in this. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, dude, this started off great. I was like, ooh. And I was like, bro. It started off great. I was like, are we kicking him out just like that? And while he's being kicked out, Enchantress and Executioner are being kicked out of fucking Asgard. Yes, sir. Odin's like, look, you guys Y'all stupid motherfuckers. Suck. <laughs> Executioner. You suck. <laughs> You're no longer allowed to wear your helmet or have your axe. Or have your axe. You took that bitch away. And he's like, and be gone. And they get sent to Earth. You just sent by. Um, they appear on Earth. We see a uh, a paper with a headline that says Zemo's flood the country. And they're like, hey, we need to find this guy. Right. Um, meanwhile, Cap is training with some wrestlers, kicks their ass. Of course. Later, this part was cool too, Rick Jones finds one of Bucky's old costumes and puts it on. Looks oh. just like Bucky, by right, the way. Right, looks like Bucky. But this pisses Cap yeah, off. Yeah, because you're not supposed to be touching. Cap yeah. is like, I never told you told to put you it on. And touch my stuff. Take it off. You'll never be my partner. Yeah, he told me right at this point. First of all, shots fired. Went off. <laughs> First of all, foul. Once again, shot. Hey, hey let, let, let me tell you about this comment. All week, shots have been fired since we first been reading. Even if they were bad, they've been fired, bro. Like, hey, um, boom. Meanwhile, Enchantress and Executioner send their images of themselves to ask Zemo to join them. He's like, yeah, sure. Um... We also then go back to the Avengers had a quick meeting without Iron Man and even Thor was like, hey yo, we should be back soon next week. Next week's meeting, Iron Man's gonna be there. All right, everything will be back to normal. Um, they all dip and Cap and Rick run into a guy that says he needs their help. He tells them where Zemo is hiding and Cap flips the fuck out and basically tells uh, basically tells Rick he's like, yo, stay here, don't interfere. I'm gonna go take care of this hey, myself. Don't touch my shit either, or you hit with the shield. <laughs> and Cap is on the way. Um, exactly. We also find out that this guy was actually Executioner disguising himself as someone else. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. now, Giant Man and Wasp are alone, or and Iron Man are all gone, because uh, Giant Man and Wasp went to go to some other place to check some shit out. Right. Um, and with everyone gone, that just leaves Thor for him and Enchantress to fuck up. And they're going to fuck. Never mind. Later on, <laughs> Thor. they going to fuck. Man. Later on, Thor is flying around on a rooftop. They're flying around, and from a rooftop, Enchantress calls out to him, and he gets down there and realizes it's Enchantress. Right. But before he can shield his eyes, she enchants him. All right. Just like that. Boom. Gotcha. She, now, close. <laughs> she causes him to believe that the Avengers are evil, and only he can stop them. 
Meanwhile, Cap is parachuting into the jungle and has a rough landing thanks to Zemo. Zemo then sends his people out to attack Cap. Cap beats the shit out of them really quick. Barely convinced. He he basically grabs a tree, pulls it back, and smacks them all with the tree. Bro, the most savage thing. Bow, bye, bitch. Um, Cap goes to dive, falls into a pit trap. It's too high for him to get out, so he's stuck. That bitch, you better um, find a way out. You, you too savage to fall in the pit, bro. Thor calls for Ant-Man and Wasp to return from wherever they're doing, and he prepares to attack. Thor attacks super quick, and yeah. Wasp and Giant Man get fucked up. Yeah, fortunately, yeah. Um, Iron Man hears about this fight on his TV, even though he's not supposed to be taking, you know, not right. interfering with Avenger stuff. He says, fuck you guys, I do what I want. Right, because I'm rich, bitch. Um, he jumps, Iron Man jumps into the fight. Meanwhile, Enchantress tries to cave the rubble in where Cap is because she's like, he's not dead. You were supposed to kill him. She tries to bury him. He dodges it and uses his shield to block it, oh, but yeah. enough rubble fills up. Yeah, he kind of does one of these. He's just like, right. Enough rubble fills up. Cap's able to escape the, of the hole. Ugh, cold chill. Um, uh, Cap fucks up all of Zemo's henchmen yes. again and then uses Zemo's vibration gun to destroy everything else of Zemo's. Zemo tries to escape on a plane, but Cap uses the magnets on the back of his glove to latch onto the rocket and basically catch Which a ride. Which is pretty cool. He got the magnets from Age of Ultron. The... Yep. I like that. Um, back at the other fight, Thor is starting to get overwhelmed. Giant Man and Iron Man keep trying to ask him what is going on. Iron Man finally realizes Thor is, has been hypnotized or enchanted or whatever. How the hell he caught that? Like, did he like check his eyes or some shit? Yep. And he uses... <laughs> right, I was like, hey, he's... He uses the light from the sun to break Thor's trance, and Thor has no clue what the fuck is even going on. Of course. He doesn't even realize he's been fighting them. Right. Oh, um, yeah, he's, he probably, that's how he's, he's still in the, in the mansion, or in the tower. Zemo's ship starts to fly in, and Enchantress guides it over to the Avengers. As Zemo lands, Cap dives in and attacks Zemo and beats the fuck out of him. Of course. Um, Executioner steps in, attacking Cap himself. He, knock, he knocks Cap out by pinching a nerve. That basically puts Caps directly to sleep. Uh, they grab Zemo and fly off together. Thor hits them with some sort of warp drive spell, which is supposed to send them way off to either another planet right. or another place on Earth or whatever. Um, and then Cap wakes up, and they all vow to defeat them next time. I gave this a three out of five. It just it wasn't as avengery. No. As it felt everyone was kind of in it for themselves. Right. Yeah. And, and not it, in a way that made it entertaining either. Right, and it was so good because it started off with you know the continuity. It's like hey, we got kick, we got kick Iron Man out because he was bullshit. And I'm but like, I loved how they did that. Yeah, the, oh, that first little drop. Oh man, the first panel of couple pages. I was, I was like, okay, because and that's the continuity I like. I like that shit. Keep doing like, that. Keep doing that. But then you give me this schlock. It's like, oh. All right, give me. Back. All right, so. The next issue mm-hmm. is Strange Tales, number 123. Mm-hmm. Story A is called The Birth of the Beetle. Yay. Um, this was published August 1st, 1964. Written by Stan Lee. Penciled by Carl Burgos. And inked by Dick Ayers. So this is the first time we've seen Carl Burgos. Right. Carl Burgos was the one that originally drew the Human Torch character back in the golden age of comics. Oh, that was before the Human Torch lit fully on fire he had a costume and it wasn't even Johnny no it was somebody else yeah I heard because if you remember character. they actually showed that costume in the world fair yeah at, um, uh, during uh, Captain America right and the, the, yeah okay okay right because I, I was I heard there was another human torch like I said no who was it? oh so he was like, oh damn yeah that's the original human torch wow that's like getting Jay-Z up in that bitch <laughs> so I guess Carl came back for like a one issue thing that, that's why the art looked a little different than you were probably used to seeing huh um, so anyways, 
Okay. The more you know. Johnny and Ben are preparing to go on a double date with their women. Hey. When someone named Abner Jenkins is watching them from his window. Abner creates this helmet that somehow manages to triple his strength. And he's ready to become what he is now going to dub himself as the Beatle. Right. However, and this was pretty cool to see. Um, when he was testing, he kind of overdoes it. Right. Wears him out a little bit, so he has to take some time to rest. Um, but they do also go on to show that he's also tested other things. He's tested the wings... His super strength. He also has these super suction fingers that can attach to things, so he's able to pick up super heavy things. Um, and and yeah, he then decides he's going to take a flight through the city. Right. Um, Reed calls in for someone calls in to Johnny and them that somebody is flying nearby, and Johnny and Ben are like, "Yo, we're on a date. Fuck off." Right. Exactly. Like we're trying to have some fun here. Right. Um, however, the be- for that fighting. The beetle sees them and follows them. Oh yeah. As our heroes land at a food place to eat, uh, the beetle starts to rob the place. Right. And just to get their attention. He's not even robbing it with the hopes to get money out of it. He right. just wants to... That's an interesting villain right there. He said, I was going to rob just so I could fight one of them. That's a good way to go about it. Okay. So, Ben goes... Uh, ben basically leaves Johnny to take care of it. Ben's like, I'm going to go make sure they got my order right. <laughs> um, right. Otherwise, I'm going to be a villain. And so Johnny attacks him, but Johnny ends up not necessarily getting overwhelmed, but the dude's putting up enough of a fight that Johnny shoots a fireball to get Thor- Thing's attention. So Thing lifts up the building and walks out. He's like, okay. Fuck this shit, bye. I guess I'm gonna have to go fuck this dude up. Right. I was trying to eat my food, goddammit. Um, ben- Beetle ends up dumping some, uh, what is supposed to be scalding water on Thing. Uh, Johnny pulls all the scaldingness out of it, though. So it's just regular water. Right. And then he flies off. Which was dumb, by the way. Why are you going to dump water on a rock creature? I'm just saying. You're hoping he's going to erode? I, I don't... You are terrible. <laughs> Anyways. Um, he flies off. Dumb way of like, fighting, man. Yeah. He flies <laughs> off. Torch follows. Torch catches up. Gets hit with one of Beetle's asbestos-covered steel wings. Damn. And then falls to the ground. Uh, police showed up, shoot at the beetle, bullets are bouncing off of his wing, but Beetle's still like, I'm still not done yet. He takes off again. Right. I'm like boulder out this bitch. <laughs> um, Thing goes ahead and takes the girls home. Right. And then catches up with the, the torch who signals to show Thing where he's at. Thing shows up and Torch wraps beetle, the beetle in a fire blanket. Right. Which, um, interesting. Which is super hot for him because he's still wearing a metal outfit. Right. Uh, when Thing goes to attack, though, Beetle dives behind a bush. And then just completely disappears. Disappears. Everyone looks for a little bit, can't find him. They all go home, at which point the beetle crawls from underground. Of course. Um, basically, about, I guess they didn't know that beetles could crawl underground. And that's Yay. like, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, Evil villain monologue. Yeah, beetle flies off. Next day, beetle robs the World Fair, and Thing and Johnny show up. Uh, beetle outsmarts them again, gets away again. However, Johnny and Thing eventually go into the store knowing that Beetle had gone somewhere during this direction. That's not like Google explain what the toy he is. You're loud, Gil. Just to let you know. You got her up now. She's here to start jumping on everybody. Um, but Johnny and Thing know that he went in this direction. They go into the store and they could tell that somebody had recently been digging into the floor here. Right. Um, so Johnny melts the ground away and sends this fire ring down that has fire spikes that basically traps itself around the Beetle. Um, Beetle tries to fly out to get away. Thing catches him midair, puts him in like a fucking death, like, 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 like a like bear a, hug, like a, like a bear hug, um, and holds him until the cops get there. The cops arrest him. 
And then our heroes return to the fair with their dates, and this story also got a two out of five. Yeah, I didn't really care. I am interested in what this villain can become. Right. Because he seems like one of the more interesting villains. Right, because he got the uh, stuff that, like, can't dot... Like, his suit... It's like Unicorn. Like, his suit can't... It's, it's like, powerful or something. It's weird. Like, isn't that weird? That's just weird, man. Like, his shit was, like... Every time they did something... He would hide or bury or, you know, or evade them or, you know, maybe find ways to stop him back. But, yeah, he never really was, like, a barely, like, a, like an easy villain. Like, he was, like, a somewhat kind of like a mid-villain, almost like like a, like a, fight, like a fighter villain. So. Right. I hope he becomes a, a little bit more of a problem. That's what I'm thinking. I think he's probably going to It's just right now he's just kind of... There. He's new. So, I mean, he's going to have his missteps and faults and... I mean, he'll escape jail. They all do. Yeah, like the ringmaster, puppet master, uh, uh, pay spot, P, PVP. Let's go. Yeah. MVP and my PVP. Let's go. All right. So the B story is called The Challenge of Loki. This was uh, written by Stanley, penciled by Steve Ditko, inked by G. Bell. Um, Loki finds Doctor Strange, who is practicing his levitation. He sends a spirit form of himself in chains to convince Strange that evil Thor has put him in, in, in the chains. Loki tells him that only the hammer can set him free and gives him a piece of leather from the wrapping around the hammer. Uh, Strange is pretty sure Loki is up to something. He's not... He doesn't really know who any of these people are, though, because he doesn't associate with them yet. Right, he's still his own little world. Um, he, he does the spell anyways to see what where this goes. Right. <laughs> he's like, yeah, what happens? Uh, Strange summons this hand... Which goes and steals the hammer right from Thor mid-flight. And Thor starts to fall. Loki is pleased. Strange at this point realizes right. that the evil wasn't coming from the strand of the, cloth the hammer. The hammer, right. But was coming oh, from, from Loki. The, yeah, from Loki, right. Um, so he realizes that it's actually Loki that's evil. Right. And then they <laughs> begin to fight. Of course. Loki traps Strange in some sort of energy cage, but Strange breaks it and does a uh, Naruto-styled multi-spell. Bro, he did the most shadow clone, uh, catch me if you can, bitch. He like, shadow clone jutsu the shit out of this. Right, right, right. First of all, Loki knew that he's about to take... Damn, Loki, two L's? Damn, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why he thought he could fight this dude? Like, this was a this was an L the moment, man. Loki. Now the thing is, Loki dispels the spell pretty easily. Right, of course. But Strange has already disappeared. Yeah, he's gone. It, his images are just there fighting. Yep, solutions. Um, he sends a version of himself behind Loki, reverses the spell. The yep. hammer goes back to Thor, and right. Thor catches it mid-flight. Um, Can you imagine? And I just imagine. Ah! <laughs> I got you. Yeah, thank you. And Thor uses the hammer to lead him towards wherever this right. magic is coming from. Loki goes on the offensive and actually starts to fuck Strange. Yeah, up. He, he. Yeah, yeah. At first, it was looking kind of dire. I said, "Wait a minute, Strange, you better come on, stop playing." <laughs> as Thor is about to, as uh, Thor shows up just before Loki is about to kill Strange. Yeah, he's about to put him in the put him Loki takes off to avoid his brother, saving. Strange, but Thor also notices that the evil is no longer present in the area that he's in. So Loki doesn't stop to examine, he just goes home. Um, and Strange is honestly just happy to be alive. Yeah. Um, so I gave this a three. Yeah, I gave it a three. And here's why I didn't think the story overall was great. No. But I love that it's still showing Strange's learning. Right. He doesn't just come in and 
be this badass fucking magician that right, can I fuck that everything up. Happen. So he's still learning through his own powers. Right. You're also learning Loki's a bit stronger than what he's made out to believe. Right. Which is also true. It's one of my only complaints with the MCU is he feels more like a side villain than he does a main, main villain. villain. He's actually stronger. And Loki's one of the main Marvel villains. Right. Um, so him coming in and fucking Strange up was cool. Again, the story itself was just kind of meh. For Strange to just believe or, you know, right. trust Loki enough to know something, like, I don't know. It just seemed weird. I mean, it's like now you can sense the darkness. Like, you should have been since the darkness that he walked in. Like, he was giving off some type of aura about him. And that actually takes us to page 15 of Billions. Um, the cool thing is, so the next six stories... Mm. None of them are two-story issues. Oh. Every single one is a single-story issue. Oh, shoot. Okay. Um, for now. With that, hold on. One, two, three, four, five. Nah, that'll be the next. Okay. Uh, anyways. So. Next week, we are going to be covering the Fantastic Four number 29 which is bringing back the Red Ghost. Oh, nice. That's like, what, his second time appearing? Yeah. Um, and if you remember, the Red Ghost was the one that they fought on the moon when the Watcher was there with all his special superpower right. primates. he appeared out of nowhere. That's the first time I ever saw the Watcher show up there, too. Mm-hmm. He's like, at, did he like throw the Red... I thought he threw the Red he, Ghost somewhere. He booted him out of, the, he, out of his house. Out of his house. Oh, Wow. That's what they're like, ah, um, we're on Earth now. <laughs> the next one is Amazing Spider-Man number 15. This oh, is the, back. the cool. introduction of Craven the Hunter. Huh. Yay. We're going to get Daredevil number 3, which is called The Owl, who is the overlord of crime at the, as of this point in Marvel. Oh, wow. Um, and we're also getting Daredevil number 4, The Purple Man. Hey. Jessica Jones' main enemy Jessica. in the, the Jessica Jones show. Right, right. Um, then we're getting Amazing Spider-Man number 16, which is Spider-Man and Daredevil teaming up to fight the Ringmaster. That's finally happening. We've wow. been talking, I've been talking about it since we started reading. So we got two Spider-Mans here. Nice. And then Tales to Astonish number 59, which is going to be Giant Man versus the Hulk. Here's what's cool about this, and this is, I, I did some research. Moving forward, so Tales to Astonish number 59 is Giant Man vs. Hulk. It is the only story in that comic. There is no Wasp story, nothing like that. Right. Moving forward, after this issue, Tales to Astonish becomes the home of Hulk stories. As right. well as Giant Man. Yeah. So it does go back to being two stories per issue. But once After be... this one. Right. But it's a Giant Man story and then a Hulk story. So that's where Hulk goes for a little while before he gets his own comic back. Right. And can I, I just know. say, I like, I still like, I mean, which it is com- kind of common sense. I like that we're still continuing these crossovers with villains, meaning other things. I like that. Like, because it shows you that, bro, we this is do a have world. a lot. It's a this, universe. It's a, it's a universe. Like, yes, Ringmaster needs to be fighting other heroes here. And it's like... Instead of fighting the Fantastic Four every three or four times. And I like that. It's not only that, but now you're facing a new hero, which is Daredevil, who came out literally, I guess, like like two months ago, I guess, by, no, 
by the time they put the issues out. So that's pretty cool. And he's teaming up with ones like with Spider-Man, which we haven't seen Spider-Man in a minute there too. So that's pretty cool. And I'm again, I'm getting, I'm excited for this right, coming up. Say, week. Yeah, you're, yeah. We get two Spider-Man, two Daredevil, a Fantastic Four. Right. Which I missed having a Fantastic Four this week. Right. I'm not gonna lie. We get at least one. We usually get one a week, and they're one. usually always amazing. Now it's like you know. And okay. now, like we got a week break, uh, but right. we're coming back to a Fantastic Four, two Spider-Man, two Daredevil, and then a Giant Man versus Hulk, which well, is gonna that's be going to be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. I don't think it's gonna be good as the Fantastic right. Four versus Hulk because Giant Man just is not gonna be able to hold his own. I just no. I don't know how that's going a lot happen. of shit lately. Like it's just I can't see. Now it's like watching, like it's like like scaling power levels. I don't see him whooping Hulk's ass at all, no. actually. So, um, but what I'm interested in this doing is it's going to turn into. I, I love the idea of the Hulk being a secondary story in this. Right. I don't think the Hulk right now is an, is interesting enough of a character to hold his own comic, which is so. Well, yeah, best back then. Which yeah. they don't believe that either. That's why they're teaming right. him up with somebody else, the Giant Man comics. Right. I guess the Giant Man, which is fun. It's funny, like, and it's like reading this shit. It's like this. Some of these Giant Man comics are not good. Some of them are, but some of them are not good. Then it's like, but I guess back then they're like, oh, these are good at comics. We need, we need more. We need more Ant Man. So it's like, well, let's put Ant Man and Hulk together. It's like, oh, okay. Right. I mean, I'm just trying to get the perspective. Of, I guess what? It's like 19. What years? Like 1974. Hmm? Or 19, is it nineteen sixty? What, no, the, we're in sixty four. Sixty four. Oh yeah, sixty four. Nice. Sixty four. So you gotta imagine, like back then, it's like. Well, we don't know what to do with the Hulk. We don't really care about the Hulk, so let's just do it like this. So I was like, okay, let's put him. In, let's put him in the Ant Man thing because you know, that's 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 a smart thing to do. The cool thing is, the week after that, I think we get our first Sinister Six uh, team up. Damn, they just move right along, aren't they? He, you know what? He Stanley said that was his baby. Like he loved, because that's what it should be going into the first Sinister Six <laughs> meetup. I'm I'm excited though because we're we're getting into. Again, Daredevil's coming back. I've yep. liked both Daredevil comics we've read yep, so, so far. far. Yeah, so far. Um, Sp- Spider-Man's been mostly solid. He had he's had a couple down issues that were just kind of okay. Right. Um. The only comic I'm actually concerned with is the Giant Man Hulk. Yep, that's the Ant Man one. Right. And why is it always the last comic out of all of them? Like it's always like the last comic is always Ant Man. It, it's either an Ant-Man or story or Strange Tales. It's never the latter where it's like, and it's like, like well, Cap I always, or an Avenger. I always nope. feel like we end our podcast episodes with like a... Oh. Right, because you know what this is going to... See, that's why, the, out of all of them, that's why I'm probably... I'm, and who knows? It might be good next week. Who knows? They might team up and go find a new villain. But right now, I'm going with at least that kind of with at least semi-low to mid-expectations. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, like, let's, watch, let's read this one. <clears throat> Like, cause, 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 like you said, he may, Hope may beat the fuck out of Jeremy and Wasp, and that'd be it. I'm like, okay, well, that we knew that well, we knew that was gonna happen anyway. So. Right. So, what is Google chewing on? I have no clue. What are you eating? You dropped it. It's whatever this thing is. What is it? It's a piece of tape, I believe. Oh shit. Got something chew it. And I was like, what the hell is he chewing on? Because we didn't drop anything down here. I love you, big guy. I like how he's playing. I like he's playing with that toy. You can actually hear him smack You got too much force with your shit, man. Persephone, she's just playing around now. He's like, eh. 
You put force with the hit. I got a funny story to tell you after we're done here. Anyways, so we're going to end this here. Um, Again, next week we start Moon Knight. Not the comic. Uh, We start Moon Knight. The TV show. For MCU next Monday. Or, uh, yeah, next Monday. We'll be talking about the first episode of Moon Knight, which should have happened like three days ago, two days ago, one day ago, technically. By the time this... uh... By the time this comes out, out a little bit, right, cause, cause it we, will have come out yesterday. We do our comic, our comic book on Thursday. Well, we, we upload them on Thursday. Right. So, yep. It this, should be already out. So we'll be talking about that, the first episode on Monday. Probably go through all the screen crushes and everything on that one. So that's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited for that. And then next week's comics, again, it looks like it's a pretty solid, mostly solid yeah, week of comics. It looks solid. And uh, yeah, so that's going to do it, guys. With that being said, thank you all for watching us. Thank you all for hanging out with us. And we will see you all next week. Excelsior. Tell your friends about us. We're watching Moon Knight next week. Bye.